The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. All right, halfway home, Styles and Watkins. Uh, will take the torch from us. No Friday fun and games today, I know. Monty McNair's going to join us at 9.30 for some Friday fun and questions. We'll still get celebrity birthdays in, though. Greg Papa in an hour, our final conversation with him for the season. I know, I know. And joining us right now, Sacramento Kings insider for Sacktown Sports, Brendan Nunes. Good morning, Brendan. Morning, guys. What's going on? Uh-oh, I hear, I hear a vehicle. Where are we driving to? Uh, I got a little family road trip with my dad's side. We're headed to uh, Vegas, actually. I got my little eight-year-old brother here that I am trying to convince to be a Kings fan. Say hi, Aiden. Hi. Aha. Uh-huh. Interesting. Now, let's start. Number one, you're driving from SAC to Vegas? Uh, I flew to Southern California uh, okay. last night, and then now we are uh, driving to Vegas, yeah. And so what... What a moment is this? You are in the car with the family doing a live radio hit. You got to, you know, little little kid Brendan's got to be proud of himself, uh, the older, mature, professional Brendan. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, doing all right. Doing all right. Uh-huh. Checking some things off the bucket list, you know. Who is uh, our, our eight-year-old friend a fan of currently? Um, it's kind, He's kind of torn. What, what would you say your basketball team is, Aiden? Uh, Boyles. Okay, it's so, okay. It's my, it's my dad's side. We can blame my dad for that one. All right, so just what I'm going to need you to do is uh, I'm going to need you to have your dad pull over real quick and uh, <laughs> let our friend out of the car and uh, and start driving. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like an eight-year-old having to walk the rest of the way to Vegas might – that 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 might uh, get the mind going because really, I mean, honestly, the Warriors—they're on their way down. The, the the dynasty's over. Clay Thompson's coming off the bench. The Kings are up and coming. And doesn't your ten-year-old, eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old little brother doesn't he want to experience championships in Sacramento? Let's go. Yeah, you know that's a it's that's the sell now, huh? Yeah, we're at that point, huh? I think so. I think I think if we're talking about stocks. I think the Warriors are that stock that's trending yeah, down. The Kings are, are trending up. So, I think so. Maybe. I think so. That, that's been my sell as well. You know, I'm really trying to pitch them, doing the best we can to get them wearing purple. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a tough attempt, but I think we're slowly chipping away. Okay, well, if you need any help, you know, as, as you know, gear and candy are usually the best ways to bribe kids to be a fan of a team. So if you need, if we need to get some, some gear, uh, if we need to wh- – whatever it takes, we're converting one Kings fan at a time. Uh, let us know, please. That's part of being a, a Kings insider, Brendan. Yeah, we'll let you know how the walk to Vegas goes. That, that one sounds like it'll be convincing. Uh, all right. We were uh, talking earlier about MVP of the first half of the season, and obviously I already gave all my opinions. I'm curious how you and I will match. Uh, there's two candidates, uh, but 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 who who is your King's MVP? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely obviously between De'Aaron and Domas, and I think up to this point you probably have to go Sabonis. I, I think he's just been more consistent than Fox. I think when you're talking about, like, the high points, De'Aaron has uh, – 
bigger moments, but really the consistency of Sabonis, you think outside of those early games in Houston where I believe he had like four shot attempts in one of those Houston games while De'Aaron was out. But outside of really those games, it's hard to think of when Sabonis had a moment where he wasn't really producing. And I think just how much the offense runs through him and their schemes are so based around what he's able to do, playmaking out of that five spot, I think it's kind of got to go towards him. And I think it needs to get to a point where it's Fox and that consistency is going to be important for him continuing to start to flirt with that superstar label. But I think it kind of has to be Sabonis up to this point. Okay, so we match almost entirely there. I'll just run you through the other two questions I had from Three for Madness. What was, and this could be a player, this could be team-wide, whatever you want to pick, but as far as the Sacramento Kings are concerned, what to you, Brendan, was the biggest surprise of the first half? Say that again? What to you was the biggest surprise of, whether player or team-wide or whatever, what was the biggest surprise of the first half for the Kings? Yeah, probably uh, I'll go with Keegan's defense. I, I don't think that I expected him to be so versatile. And I think, obviously, a lot of talk about his offseason work with De'Aaron and playing a lot of one-on-one. I, I think that his ability to keep guards in front of him, like putting him on Devin Booker, we saw a little bit last year, like Anthony Edwards, and it's like, there were okay moments, but I think now I feel a lot more comfortable about his versatility on guards, and I really was unsure about what sort of defender Keegan would be. So I think that the step he's taken there is probably where I'd go with that one. All right, and then last one. This one's a little confusing. Bear with me. Other than the big three, meaning Fox, a bonus, and we'll throw Keegan in there because that would be the obvious answer. Take one starter other than the big three and one bench player other than Monk and if that person you pick is playing their absolute best in the second half, which two guys would have the biggest effect on the team winning, in your opinion? Hmm. So interesting. Herder or Barnes, obviously, for the first one. Yeah, probably. I'll go Herder because I think that he's a little bit more inconsistent. I think that Harrison obviously has his up and downs, too, but I think that he can still contribute without having a good night necessarily. And I think Herter's up and down play makes me go in that direction. If he's hitting shots, I mean, we see how well their offense really can flow. And I think that that's really important for their half court and full court pace uh, with Kevin Herter specifically. And then when it comes to the bench, I mean, definitely Malik. And I get why he's the uh, one that we're not allowed to pick here as the obvious answer. after that, I mean, Trey Lyle's the other consistent one, but I'll probably go with, I, I think, Davion. You know, I think that Davion's three has looked better recently. I, I think that he's done a good job of not forcing too much offensively and really trying to just play within the flow. And I, I think that's been important. And obviously, we all know what he does defensively. So if he can continue to just sort of fit and gel on the offensive side of the ball, I I think that he can make an impact defensively. So I'll I'll go with Davion off the bench there. That's interesting. We both picked harder, and uh, it was between – it was between Trey and Davion for me. That's the one we uh, we differed on. I went Trey, but I completely understand the – I I think really the factor there is is how much you believe or I believe what Davion's ceiling is. So if everybody's playing at their ceiling, uh, there's a great argument for Davion. I fully accept that because – 
I it, we don't know what his ceiling is, but we know that we've seen glimpses of Davion offensively with that rainbow three, with his ability to get to the basket, and then obviously his off the charts defense. Uh, he he may have a higher ceiling than anyone not named Malik Monk on that bench. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he first got drafted, Jerry Reynolds was a big fan prior to the draft, and the thing that he kept saying is that he can keep his guy in front of him, and guys have trouble staying in front of Davion. And I think that's pretty accurate. You see that burst that he has, the ability to kind of hit the paint and make plays from there and, and really penetrate, I think, is has, can be big for this team. And also just long-term development. I, I obviously got a lot of team control with Davion still on that rookie deal. It'd be pretty big for the team in the long term, I think, if he continued to grow and develop offensively. Brendan Nunes, Sacramento Kings insider for Sacktown Sports. So since we last talked, uh, the Kings lost in Oklahoma City. They lost uh, a really good game uh, in Phoenix. And then on the third night, uh, third game in four nights, second night of a back-to-back, playing in probably the toughest place uh, to play in all of the NBA considering the altitude, playing the defending champions, playing the defending champions who were likely angry because they got caught and blown out by the Kings uh, on their second night of a back-to-back. They had lost two in a row. They were 21-4 and four at home. You see where I'm going here, and the same Kings team that lost at home to the Pistons, uh, that lost at home to the Charlotte Hornets, that lost on the road to Portland, uh, they beat the Nuggets. Have you figured them out yet, Brendan? I don't think anybody's figured them out, Dave. I mean, you can, it's funny, you could go down even further. Like, there's some tough losses to Houston in there, mm-hmm. and then there's other great wins outside of these ones. You know, they've beaten OKC twice. Minnesota. Obviously, that recent loss was kind of tough, but yeah. there's a really good Cleveland win in there as well. Yep. They're hard to figure out, but I, I think that what we know is when they're playing their best basketball, they can really compete with anybody. You know, I think these two games, the, the Phoenix and Denver back-to-back, the big thing that stands out to me is they only had 18 combined triples in those games. They made nine in each. And prior to that, they had only made single-digit threes on two occasions, lost both games. And I think finding a way to win when shots aren't going down has been big for this team, doing all the little details of not allowing second-chance points, um, getting out in transition, finding ways to get stops, and uh, hitting the paint. Points in the paint has been big for this team. So I, I think that, uh, honestly, they're, they're pretty difficult to figure out, but – I think that we know that when they're playing their best, they really can compete with anybody. How far are you out of Vegas right now? What was that? Sorry. How, how far out of Vegas are you? How long do you have to go to get to Vegas? Uh, we probably, I don't know, another two hours or so. I mean, the walk is going is yeah. to take a little longer for Aiden over here, but yeah. driving will we'll be quicker, you know? Yeah, well, Draymond Green jerseys ain't going to help him on that walk. That's just – just remember, to, you know, go, <laughs> go against traffic. So traffic's facing you. Don't walk – you know, that, those are the rules unless you're cycling, which he's not. Make sure his shoes are comfortable. That's fine. And then, you yeah. know, when, when he arrives thirsty, tired, maybe a little dirty, uh, and he arrives at the hotel door, just – Tell him the secret knock, the secret password is, I am now a Kings fan, and everything should be fine. Yeah, he better be wearing full royal purple. That's exactly right. Any uh, food recommendations for Brendan while he's in Vegas? <laughs> I'll give you the same recommendation I gave everybody else, and only Jay Johnson took me up on it. Since Look, since you're going to Vegas, and I imagine uh, your little brother, and all, you, you aren't going to be around the craps table, uh, you're looking for family fun. 
and you have a car, obviously, John Moles Roadkill Grill, about four miles off the strip. It's the best barbecue I've ever had. Jay Johnson went there. He highly recommends it. So if you're looking for a meal that's not on the strip and is not crazy overpriced, I highly suggest John Moles Roadkill Grill, and I'll, I'll happily send you the details. Roadkill Grill. Sounds yeah, great. It's barbecue. That's just what he calls it. It's a barbecue butchery, but uh, it's in the middle of a suburban area on three lots uh, and it's, 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 it's just a bunch of barbecues and tables outside. Uh, I, I, if, if your little brother loves barbecue at all, uh, I promise you this will be a unique experience or, you know, you can go spend the $30 a plate at the Aria, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, we'll try it. We'll right. try it. And if I see anything chiefs related, I might need to get out of there. Yeah. No, nothing chiefs related, man. Can't handle that too soon, Brendan. Too soon. I know. Um, I know. I agree. Have fun with the family. Tell everybody hello. Drive safe, please. Everybody wear your seatbelts, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my man. Appreciate you guys. All right. Take care. That's Brendan Nunes. Driving to Vegas with the family. Oh, he's like, he's still like a little kid, though. That's so cute. He's in the car with the parents, little brother. Nothing sounds better than a weekend in Vegas with an eight-year-old. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're not listening. I hope they're not. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but like. Vegas? Not just with the eight-year-old, but I just... What are you going to do there? Go go to the go look at the Sphere? See a fight? Is UFC there? Sweet, huh? Hoover Dam, Lake Mead? Sounds like a mile a minute. Uh, Greg Pop is going to join us at 9. Kind of all over the place here. Four down territory at 827. And we'll probably do Celebrity Birthdays, Chris, at 844, unless we have fitted in elsewhere. Um... I wanted to get into grades, but you know what? I want to get into this Tiger Woods conversation, too. Tiger Woods shot a 72 at the Genesis uh, yesterday. I'm bringing it up only because is Tiger Woods simultaneously one of the all-time greats and one of the all-time great what-ifs in the history of sports? We'll talk about that next and, and name a few other athletes that might fit that bill. In the meantime, I want to help you out with your weekend by giving you a food recommendation as Chris set me up. Hey, by the way, were you setting me up for this when you said any food recommendations and I missed that? Or no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> I was just making sure. I'm always trying to make fun of Chris Watkins. Uh, you know what, and why not, right? That's I'm with you 100%. I'm also with you on food recommendations. I could recommend Fire Wings each and every day of the week. Fire Wings. It's a place to be, man. And I love the feedback from me. I had somebody hit me up on Twitter yesterday. They went to Fire Wings for the very first time. And, uh, yeah, easy to say they will they will 100% be back. And that's what I love because not only is Fire Wings good, really, really, really good, they're also locally owned. They're locally operated. And I think that matters. But, look, you can be locally owned and operated all you want. If your food sucks, it doesn't matter. That's not the case. 21 different flavors to choose from and whether you want to get something a little exotic like uh your breaded malaysian curry which is my favorite uh whether you want uh, a dry rub wing flavors or your classic wing they break them up seven seven and seven for 21 classic dry rub fusion save time order online for pickup or delivery that means you can order right now you can pick it up 5 p.m. tonight, 6, 3, who cares? Go to firewings.com, find the location nearest you. 
Tom Carmichael, Dave sent you fire wings. Hey, listen, just wing it. 30 second break, not, not 32. I'm saying we're just going to take a 30 second break. We'll be right back. Tiger Woods next. To get your sports fix. Live and vocal. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. From the YouTube chat. You gotta love Chris asking what the heck are you gonna do in Vegas when he'll be taking his next vacation to Idaho. <laughs> Without an eight-year-old. <laughs> that is true. Gotta love vacation shaming, says Ryan. <laughs> hey man. To each their own. Unless you're going to Vegas. This. I'm trying to remember. Oh, we went to Vegas in high school for a basketball tournament. Uh-huh. And the only thing we got to do was go to the uh, Circus Circus. Actually, <sighs> we're past the... Uh, I could say this. I don't think I've ever said this to anybody. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Me and my friends, we were supposed to be at Circus Circus. Like, no one to leave this spot at all. So, so I don't even know how we did it, but we managed to walk all the way from Circus Circus to New York, New York. Wow. <laughs> did you even go outside or were you able to go through all the little corridors? No, we were like walking uh-huh. on the strip. Wow. And then like we didn't, it's one of those things of you don't realize how big the strip is. Yeah. And then like we're walking back and it's one of those, oh, we've got five minutes to get there and we're by the MGM. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Did you... Did you? I'm assuming you didn't make it back. We like it's one of those things where people started looking for us, and then we like walked in, just like, "Where have you guys been?" Yeah, we've been right here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the strip too, not only is it huge, but also they're very good at hurting you. So if like you want to get to that place, oh, there's that place across the street. I see a crosswalk right there, a few blocks up, no problem. And then next thing you know you've gone down a flight of stairs you're in a jewelry store where everybody's walking through a cvs only to go back up the escalator over a bridge and you've now gone past the crosswalk somehow they're very good at hurting you yes they are it's like bro can i just walk down the strip please not all of it god circus circus isn't that the one where they have the like all i remember circus circus other than the clowny stuff was like isn't that where they have like the motorcycles in the cage that go upside down? The two guys in the motorcycle. I think that's Reno. Oh, is oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I don't remember anything about Vegas Circus Circus. All right, Tiger Woods has yet to tee off today at the uh, Genesis uh, Invitational. Uh, Jason Day is your current leader at eight under. Uh, Tiger yesterday shot a one over, um, and. It's his tournament. You know, he's tied for, uh, well, I shouldn't say, he's tied for 49th. Uh, One over on the round. And that included a bogey at 18 where he uh, he shanked a a ball because his back tightened up. This is his first competitive tournament since having to leave the Masters early last year. He's since had ankle fusion surgery. I mean, Tiger Woods is basically half cyborg at this point. And... I have this thought every once in a while, and it, it's it's a good, fun, I, should, I don't know about fun, but it's I, I think it's a good conversation to have. Um, it's probably more of a summertime, we need content desperately conversation, but 
because he's in the news, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. He's 48 years old. He'll be 49 next December. 82 wins on the tour. He's tied for first all time. Few majors behind Jack Nicholas. But look, he's won every award possible. He's already a Hall of Famer. Uh, he is the most iconic golfer in history. I didn't say he's the best, although I think at his peak, he is by far. At Tiger Woods' peak, and I understand the difference in equipment, but I don't care. You can give anybody you want, Sam Snead, Jack Nicklaus, Arnie, Gary. I don't care who it is. Hogan, you, you can bring him into the modern day. You can give him all the equipment you want. I, I believe that at his peak, Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer to ever play, and I don't actually think it's particularly close. Like, honestly, I don't think – I think it's Tiger Woods and everybody else. But he's certainly – you know, maybe not the most legendary. That might be a Hogan or a Nicholas, a Sneed. But I think he's the most iconic golfer of all time. But I can't help but also think, is Tiger Woods also one of the great what-ifs? Because of his injuries. Because of his scandal and his divorce and everything that went with that. I mean, this guy almost had his leg amputated a couple years ago. And before that, you know, he's winning majors on one leg back in the, the early part of last decade. What, 2011, 2012? How early in his career were we watching Tiger swing a club and then immediately fall to his knees or grasp the lower end of his back? What, 15 years ago? 20? So I, I, I find myself wondering, Chris, when we talk about your all-time what-ifs, one of the first names that comes up is Bo Jackson. Uh, basketball, it might be a, a Brandon Roy, um, Yao Ming, Greg Oden. You know, what if they didn't have injury issues? I'm, and by the way, I'm not including people that passed away. That's a whole different what-if. I'm talking about people whose careers were altered or cut short due to injury. Somebody actually uh, earlier when I first brought up this topic in the very, very open uh, said Mike Tyson. I actually think that's an interesting one. Almost Tiger-esque. Mike Tyson's the most dominant boxer I've ever seen in my life. But I also not, I didn't get to see Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield in their, in, in their primes. I got to see Mike Tyson after jail against Evander Holyfield. And I would really have loved to have seen that fight with pre-jail Mike Tyson because pre-jail and post-jail Mike Tyson were two different boxers. And two different people. I would I would like to have seen Michael Spinks' version of Mike Tyson against Holyfield or Lennox Lewis, who Lewis just obliterated him. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Uh, the one I can think of where you said a what if but met his uh, – Yeah. How did you say it? You know, somebody that met expectations, Oh, they're the, not a disappointment, but you still go, God, how much more was The there? one I could think of is Ted Williams because mm. he had five years That's for right. the World War II and the Korean War. That's right. In his prime. Yeah. He just took off. I mean, literally took off like in a plane. What, 
when he was at the peak of his superpowers. We've had that conversation before, too, and it is super fascinating. Imagine, like, uh, God, I don't know. Oh, I mean, look, imagine Luka Doncic. Let's just pick a name. Has been called back to serve in the Slovenia army. Who's going to go? They're going to go. Uh, they're getting into the Ukrainian war. They're, 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 they're going to go fight. I don't even know which side they'd be on, but whatever. Luka's been recalled by his government, and he goes and serves four years, and we're all sitting around going, oh, my God, like, are, are we going to hear some horrible report someday? I mean, the tragedy with Pat Tillman's always going to be in, in the front of everybody's mind. Imagine hearing that with Ted Williams. You're talking about World War II. And Ted Williams... Coming off a year in which he played 150 games, led the league with 141 uh, runs, led the league with 36 home runs, led the league with 137 RBI, led the league with 145 walks, led the league batting 356, led the league with an on-base percentage of 499, led the league with a slugging percentage of 648, led the league, you see where I'm going, with an OPS of 1.147, and led the league in OPS Plus at 216. By the way, finished second in MVP voting. I got to see who won that. Anyways, that was he was 23. That's what he did. Joe Gordon won the MVP. Of course. For the New York Yankees that year. Famous Yankee Joe Gordon. By 11 votes. Joe Gordon, who had a war, wins above replacement, which they didn't have back then, of a full three points below Ted's. Played in three less games. Had 16 more at-bats. Holy crap, dude. Joe Gordon in beating Ted Williams for MVP. In 16 more at-bats. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't believe we stumbled onto this. Had 53 less runs, 13 less hits, exactly half of Ted Williams' 36 home runs, 34 less RBI, nine more stolen bases, 12 to 3, was walked 66 less times, had a batting average 34 points lower, an on-base percentage 90 points lower. Ted Williams's OPS was 1.147. Joe Gordon's was 900. I'm now going down. This whole segment was supposed to be about Tiger Woods. Thanks, Chris. I have to go down this rabbit hole. I was not around for Joe Gordon's 1942 MVP award during the break. I will be looking for every article I possibly can. Why the hell did the New York Yankees Joe Gordon win it over Ted Williams? Because the writers hated Ted Williams. Why? Because he was a jerk to them. It's Barry Bonds syndrome. That's like the dumbest thing. Honestly, can we retroactively give Ted Williams the MVP, please? That is a Travis mockery. We'll take a break when we come back. Uh, Four Down Territory, okay with you? Sounds good. Four Down Territory, coming up next.
sources and to just kind of tell what it is and get to the point. Jason Ross. He has a lot of pretty smart things to, to say. He's good at what he does. On Sacktown Sports. So, my wife and I have some TV series that we watch. You know, kind of campy, silly TV series. And I know at least two of them. There might be a third. Uh, Supernatural and Lucifer. Um, we're like halfway through the final seasons. Oh, Blacklist. That's the other one. We're like halfway through the final seasons. And we both stopped. And, and they've been out for a while now. Uh, especially Lucifer and Supernatural. Those wrapped up a while ago. But... We haven't watched them because although we love the series, they were they were fun. Um, we know that once we watch the end, that that's it. And so we're kind of sad. I say that because it's kind of how I feel about the Greg Papa interview coming up at 9 a.m. Like, I love talking to Greg. It's one of my favorite segments of the week. But I'm, I'm simultaneously looking forward to our conversation and dreading our conversation because it will be our not only our last one uh, until till, uh, August, September, uh, but also it's, it's the final time that I think we'll truly relive uh, the Super Bowl last Sunday, which, gosh, seems like a month ago now with the way this week is going. But Greg's coming up at 9, uh, and that'll be fun as always. Uh 9.30, Monty McNair will take him up to the end of the program. Kings GM Monty McNair. By the way, Chris, as we uh, get into four-down territory in a second, I did spend a decent part of the break realizing that not only did Ted Williams, I knew he'd been kind of screwed over here and there. Not only did he get screwed that year, but Ted Williams won two MVP awards. Not in the year, though, he hit 406, the last year anyone hit over 400. And neither of the seasons he won the Triple Crown, on top of what we just talked about. What the other big accomplishment was when he hit 406? Uh-uh. DiMaggio's hitting streak. Yeah, and that's... I get it. I don't know, man. There's a big Yankee bias there. Big Yankee bias. And I understand the Yankees were better. I get it. That's fine. But whatevs. All right. Four down territory, please. First down. Should the Raiders make a run at Justin Fields? I think so. They need a quarterback. They should Fields an offer. Ah, look at you. Uh, and, and I don't know. I don't know that Chicago is even willing to give him up at this point, but you kind of get the feeling they'd like to, they, they might like to move on. And, and, and Justin Fields has shown some very good potential. You can see the potential there. I don't know if he's going to be a stud or not, but he's also been playing for a terrible franchise. Not, and by the way, not, not that the Raiders are the end-all be-all, um, so on the surface, I would say, yes, they should, because it would make a little bit of sense, especially if you could get him at a discount. Here's the problem. The Raiders are also a stupid franchise 
and they hired the offensive coordinator that Duke sucked with the Bears, Luke Getze, as their offensive coordinator. Should they make a run at Fields? Yeah. But they hired Luke Getze. So you're basically transferring a problem from one place to the other. So the answer is yes, yet no. Second down. Who will be the 49ers' biggest threat next season in the NFC West? I, the big wild card here, of course, other than, you know, injuries, is how the new coach in Seattle will do. But I, I, I do think on paper, with apologies to the Rams, I'm not counting the Cardinals yet. Uh, it's going to be the the Seahawks, man. Uh, and we'll see what they do with Geno Smith. He got his roster bonus today. We talked about that. But that team just keeps drafting well, and they're young, and they're 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 good. They were 9-8 and eight this year. They might even be a tiny bit ahead of schedule. I think they're going to make a jump next year, and I think they're going to be some legit competition for the Niners. I think the Niners will win it, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as it was necessarily this year. Third down, please. The NFL draft is in just over two months. Which is better, the NFL or NBA draft? I, I hope this is an acceptable answer because it's the truth for me. Obviously, it's what do I personally think. I think the NFL draft is better. Unless my Sacramento Kings have a lottery pick and are terrible and are looking for a savior to their franchise. When that's the case, I pay far more attention to the NBA draft. But now that the Kings are pretty, you know, last year and hopefully this year drafting in the 20s, I'm still going to watch. I'm still going to be curious because you can make other moves. But, man, the NFL draft, there's just so much going on for, like, three weeks. So I'll say I'll, I'll say the NFL with that exception. Fourth down, please. Your favorite team ceases to exist, and you have to pick a new one. Mm. Who do you adopt? Oh boy, that's a toughie. Um, you know, probably the Bills. I like the fact they're they're a tiny market. They don't ever win. Like maybe it's the Kings fan in me. You know, they got kind of a cool team. I like Josh Allen. I love Bills fans. They're weird and goofy and crazy. I don't want to glom onto like a, a bandwagon team. The, the Bills are kind of like an underdog team that's good. They're bandwagon-ish. Uh, right. Like they were uh, 11 and 6 last year. They won the uh, AFC East. They were in the conference final. Like I get it. Or in the, the semifinals. I get it. But like also they're lovable losers too. It, it, it would be the Lions. It, it would be the Bills or the Detroit Lions. That's for sure. We'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, what's hot? What's not? And the stupidity of the outgoing Rob Manfred. And then right after that, Greg Papa at 9. Monty celebrity McCur- birthdays? At 9.30. Yes, and celebrity birthdays. Thank you, Chris. I should have written that down. Celebrity birthdays. So who's hot, who's not? Celebrity birthdays. And maybe if we have time, the stupidity of Rob Manfred. We'll get to all that next. What's hot? Yeah, hot. Real hot. And what's not? It's not good. Brought to you by American Energy Heating and Air, Sacramento's complete heating and cooling company, and second opinion partner. Who is hot, Christopher Lott? Caitlin Clark. Yeah, my goodness. She went off last night. She scored 49 points to go along with 10 rebounds and 5 assists. Oh, by the way, she broke Kelsey Plum's NCAA scoring record. Which was 3,527 for the NCAA 1 women's. Clark owns it with now a career total of 3,569 points. She is now only 98 points away from Pete Maravich's Division 1 overall record of 3,667. All right, let's hear the moment she broke it. This was a three-pointer literally from the logo. Long rebound dug up by Gabby Marshall. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 
22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. Fitting a logo three. 22 is now number one. Kelsey Plum, you were the greatest, but now I am the greatest of all times. Also, can we not do that? I don't know if I'm comfortable with the whole Pete Maravich thing either. Do they even have three pointers back then? No, no. Also, well, two two different two different. I want to say he also has a record for most points average in a season with like forty four and a half. Yeah, dude, he was insane. Uh, he was like Jason Williams with like eighty times better offense. Who's not? Talk Rivers. <laughs> the Bucks were 32 and 14 when Doc Rivers took over for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh-huh. And 10 games in, the Bucks are 3 and 7 for a record of 35 and 21 and eight and a half back of the number 1 Celtics. Yeah, they're um that is a that is just an unmitigated disaster. And uh how do you like one of the young Grizzlies players after the game? crediting it was Gigi Jackson giving Doc Rivers credit for Memphis's win. Tell me what happened at the end, how you all were able to hold on. Uh, you know, great credit to uh, Doc Rivers. <laughs> I'm sure he followed that up with, you know, credit to Doc Rivers and all them. They're great, but, you know, we were better, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, Doc, three and seven, you said? That's not great. Uh, I don't know if you have an extra 200 grand lying around as we uh, about to get into celebrity birthdays, but if you do, but if you do, Sosby's is auctioning off the entire set of Laker jerseys, 13 of them, that every player on the team wore during their semifinal tournament game. Mmm, gross. Opening bid, $200,000, which is like you get LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then, ah, here's a Jalen Hood Shafino. Here's a Max Lewis. Here's a Max Christie. A Jackson Hayes. Some dude, opening bid's 200 grand. Some dude's going to buy those. Or or girl. I don't know. Somebody's going to buy them. Maybe it'll be Simone. I don't know. Celebrity birthdays. Brought to you by Crumble Cookies. Normally we do celebrity birthdays towards the end. Fridays at 9.30 and... Friday Fun and Games, but we're moving stuff around because we have Greg Papa at 9, and then Monty McNair will join us at 9.30. So, Chris, how's the list today of celebrity birthdays? Pretty good list. Okay. Pretty good. Is Simone going to play with us? Yeah. Okay. Luckily for us. Look at that. Simone, who uh, I saw yesterday, was publicly begging for airtime on the midday <laughs> show. Why do you say it like that? That's, well, I'm, uh, find the lies, you kids say. No, hey, Simone. Yeah. Hey, look at me. Yeah. No, turn around. Okay. Look at me. Listen. Look at look at me. No cap. You got to stop. Thank, thank you. Mm, uh, gross. What what uh what what show are you wanting to yammer about? Uh, the Traders USA. T R A D E R S. Traders. Traitors. Yes, with the T, double T's. Okay. Uh, I'm very excited. Are you? We just have extra time this week. I'm sorry, my voice is still recovering from uh, the weekend we had. Yeah. Um, we have lots of extra time. Those two are reality TV junkies, and they need to be watching this show, so I will convince them. They're both reality TV junkies like you? No, no. No one is like, you. Is like me. My friend Camby is. That's all she does is watch lower deck pimple popping, 600-pound <laughs> lotus 
white thingy, oh whatever. Oh, my goodness. I've also been watching Love is Blind. I know a lot of listeners probably are taking that on this week, yeah. and that's been sensational as well. Love is Blind? I haven't seen that one. Celebrity birthdays. Sacramento legend, LeVar Burton. It's his birthday today. Jody wow. LaForge. Uh... Reading Rainbows, Jordy LaForge, LeVar Burton, is, friend of the show, LeVar Burton, is uh, Reading Rainbows. 65. 65? Oh, okay. Give me... No, give me 70, please. Please don't be right. 65. Oh, God, it's in the middle. Carmichael, Dave, you're the winner. No. 67 oh, years old. God. Jordy's getting gray. Next up, how about Johnny Mac? Johnny McEnroe. <sighs> John McEnroe. Um, I'm gonna Menace. go. I'm gonna go John. Uh, John McEnroe. I'm gonna say seventy. Let's do sixty-eight, please. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Simone with the win, sixty-five oh. years old for John McEnroe. Younger than I thought. All right. How about we go with Ice T? Uh, you're talking about the rapper, not the drink, the actor, obviously. <laughs> Ice tea. Um, New Jack City's iced tea. New Jack Hustler. I'm more of an SVU girl myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, iced tea used to be a rapper back in the day. I do remember that, Grandpa. Uh, iced tea is uh, 60. No. Can I pay my taxes? Older than that. 63, please. Simone with the win. 66 years old wow. for iced tea. I don't like him being that old. I got to be honest with you. All right. How about we say in the music genre and actor, I guess. The weekend. Ooh. Is he is he actor too now? Yeah. He's in uh, Uncut Gems. Okay. All playing right. the weekend. And in that terrible TV show, I really want to watch. Pop. No. What's it called? I think it's called Popular. It's like HBO. Anyways. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, no. You know what? Your generation. You go first because I know you're piggybacking oh. off of mine. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Give me a nice, cool thirty-five, please. I'm going to say he's like 29. 29. Simone again with the wow. win. 34. Wow. Weekend. Nice. I'm gonna, hey, I'm excited. This, this is a true story. I'm going to watch that, uh, that Lil Nas X documentary. That's no, how. you're not. No, I am this weekend. I'll no, give you a Why am I not? I love Lil Nas X. I love the whole thing. I love this, the music. I love the story. I want to I I know what the documentary is. I, I just, pay my taxes. I'm telling you. I think we've got time for one more. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hmm, where should we go here? Let's go with Champagne and Chicken with Super your Bowl winner, Jerome Bettis. Ooh, Jerome Bettis, my golf partner from last year. That's Look right. Look at me, Louie. Yeah. Uh, true story here in Sacramento at Phil Oates' tournament. Uh, Jerome, who once had his mom cook for the entire Super Bowl team back in the day. Allegedly stole Jason Ross's friend's bike at Notre Dame. That is probably true. Uh, Jerome Bettis is 51. 54, please. I think he's younger. 51, 54. Oh. Carmichael Dave with the win, 52 years old for Jerome Bettis. That was right there. Old. Here we go. It was the wrong side. The ball just came up all over the side. It was a bit of a spread, Mr. McEnroe. That was a good call. Excuse me? That was a bit of a spread. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Sorry, I just had to get that in there. 
Johnny Mac losing it. Why so serious? Why so serious? <laughs> Absolute menace. Greg Papa, voice of the 49ers, will join us right after this.